Yo, listeners. So this is actually my second time doing this live cast. I'm not sure like whether you're in this place. All right. So if this is your first time to be here, a little bit intro about myself. I'm a student at the moment, and my major is law. And for this podcast, I'm gonna talk about American tort law. I'm not sure like how many of you are actually law students, or you have studied in law before, or you haven't really have any knowledge in law. Don't panic, because this is gonna be entry level, and、um, I'll explain with a case. So stay with me. All right, it's not that hard.、Uh, all right, let's just start with the case first. Suppose there are two dogs in front of us. All right, two dogs. They break out in a vicious fight. One dog is owned by me, the other by Mr. Brown. So just imagine Mr. Brown standing ne- right next to me. Concerned about the safety of the animals, I take a long stick and begin beating the animals, hoping they would separate. Brown stands behind me, observing my efforts. At one point. I take a few steps backward in the direction of Brown. I don't see just how close I am to Brown, and then I lift up my hand. Inadvertently, the stick strikes Brown in the eye, causing severe injury. So that's pretty much about the case. So you should like take some time and digest it. Just like the invisible, unfortunate Mr. Brown, people are injured every day. They are injured in car collisions, in natural disasters, at work, at sports, in fight, in war, and in acts of terrorism. The property that people value is damaged too. Their animals can be poisoned, their cars dented, their bicycles swiped, their homes burnt down. Their smartphones borrowed and left out in the rain. Tort law is a response to the problem of injuries like this. Tort law allows someone injured, just like Mr. Brown, to seek monetary damages from someone who causes an injury, like me. So now let's get back to the story of the dog fight. Mr. Brown wants money as justice for me, but. I don't think Brown deserves it, so Brown brings a tort action against me in the court, hoping to force me to pay. So, my listeners, before I tell you the result, I'm curious to see how you think about this. So you don't have to tell me the answer directly; you can just think it in your mind. All right. So, whether you think that I should. Pay for the damage, or I should not pay for the damage. So get the answer in your mind, and then I'm gonna announce the result. The result is, I am not liable for the damage. I'm not sure how many of you actually got the right result, but all right, no matter you get it right or wrong, I'll walk you through the reasoning behind the verdict. Basically, America's tort system is generally a fault-based system. 
It requires that those who bring a civil lawsuit prove that the person who injured them was at fault. If the plaintiff can successfully prove it, they can win the case. So, all right, that's the foundation of the tort system. We should understand this point, and then we can just continue and talk about several concepts involved in America's tort system. So the first concept we're gonna talk about is fault, right? Fault is a negligent or intentional failure to act reasonably. The defendant is at fault only if they act intentionally or if they act negligently. So accordingly, in this case, Mr. Brown has to approve that I was at fault. So there are two routes for him. He has to prove that I act either intentionally or negligently. All right, so I hope that you understand the concept of fault. All right, basically there are just two routes to prove that someone is at fault, whether you can prove them that they act intentionally or for the second option, you can prove that they act negligently. So there are just these two ways to prove that. All right, then I'll go through each route with your guys. First, did I act intentionally? So let's look at the definition first. An intentional tort occurs when someone acts on purpose. So basically that is a person purposefully intends the action that results in your injuries. And if we just think about this case that I just mentioned in the beginning of this live cast, apparently I had not wanted to wound Mr. Brown. I only wanted to separate the dogs for legitimate purpose of protecting us from mutual destruction. That being so, I did not intend to harm the plaintiff. So sorry, Mr. Brown, first route, not workable. So up to this moment, you can't prove that I act intentionally and there's only like one other route that you can think about, which is, did I act negligently? So again, let's look at the definition of negligence first. Negligence is when a person doesn't exercise enough care or caution and their actions result in someone else's injury. So they act negligently. So basically, negligence is a failure to use reasonable care. All right, so we get the definition of negligence. Now let's think about this case. Admittedly, a tree stick can be regarded as a dangerous object. So I should use it carefully, not hurting anyone. However, from the actual situation at that time, Mr. Brown was standing behind me. Brown stood carelessly close to me, and that's why he got struck in the face. Plus, since I was intently watching the dogs, Brown should have been intently watching out for himself. On that account, as a reasonable person, I was unable to reasonably foresee that my action would cause that injury. Hence, 
I was not liable for negligence. So see, from this logic, it actually proves that I didn't act negligently. So by and large, neither did I act intentionally nor negligently. So I was not at fault and therefore I should not pay for the damage. So did you see the, see the logic behind? Basically there are two routes to prove that someone is at fault, either to prove that someone acts intentionally or negligently. But after our analysis, we see that both of the routes are actually not workable. So I am not at fault and therefore I should not pay for the damage. So before I end this live cast, it's almost over because I finished the case and also I come up with my analysis with you guys. I want to leave you with this. It's really, really essential for us to look into the stories of how people get hurt. That's all about American tort law, right? And then think about whether the rules and the principles of the tort law can be brought to bear to make things better. And I wish all of the listeners right now still staying in this room can secure our rights and obtain justice. So that's pretty, pretty much about everything about American tort law, some basic concepts that I already explained. And there are like still other topics that I want to share with you guys, maybe not today, but the following days, like, um, artificial intelligence. I'm not sure whether you're interested in this topic. I am quite interested in, because it's really like around us, this technology, Thinking, think about that. I'm not sure whether you have tried to talk to some AI assistant, say like Siri, Google Assistant, Alexa, etc. It's quite interesting to talk to them, to just interact with a person. Can I call them a person? <laughs> yeah. So definitely I'll try to schedule a time and share with you some, some of my thoughts, my take on this topic. And if you're new here, I actually did one live cast before, just like yesterday. And if you can check it out by clicking on my profile, and I'm sure that I recorded last time, so you can still listen back. And this time I also recorded. So if you missed the case at the beginning of the live cast, you can still listen it later. All right. So thanks for listening. That's pretty much everything I want to share this time. And um, I hope you had a good time and learned some of the basics of the American tort law. So adios, ciao, zai jian. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.